Festa is for me. Festa is for black people. We must show our country's pride. Festac 77 also known as the Second World Black and African Festival of Arts and Culture, was a month-long festival which was held in Lagos, Nigeria from 15th January 1977 to 12th February 1977. The international event was a celebration of African culture and a veritable means of showcasing African drama, literature, music, religion, dance, and art to the world. Welcome to Story Story, a podcast exploring forgotten Nigerian history. You can find episodes of Story Story for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening from. Now to today's story. The impetus for the World Black and African Festival of Arts and Culture can be found way back in the early 1940s when there was a rise in the development of ideas around Pan-Africanism and negritude. French writer Aimé César and Senegalese Léopold Sedasengo were co-founders of the journal Présence Africaine in the 1940s. Later on, both men became members of the Society of African Culture. These two bodies would go on to assist in the convening of two forums in 1956, held in Paris, and another one in 1959, held in Rome. These forums were convened with the intention of promoting black culture and civilization. These conferences had in attendance writers of African and Afro-descendant heritage, such as Alion Diop, Cheikh Anta Diop, Leopold Sengo, and Jacques Rabemananjara, Richard Wright, Cesar, George Lamy, Horace Mann Bond, Jacques Alexis, John Davis, William Fontaine, Jean Price Mars, James Baldwin, Chester Hines, Mercer Cook, and Franz Fanon. At each forum, these erudite scholars discussed ideas about how to bring about the resurgence of African culture and also plans to assemble and curate a festival of arts. Ten years after the first forum held in Rome, Sengo got some support from Europe, specifically France, and the UNESCO, and thus the first world festival of black arts held in Dakar, Senegal, between the 1st and 24th of April. 1966. As this inaugural festival of black arts came to a close, Nigeria was invited to host the second festival in 1970 in order to promote a continuation of black unity through cultural festivals. The host nation would be responsible for providing the necessary infrastructure and facilities for a successful staging of the festival. But alas, in 1967, Nigeria was thrown into a civil war. The Nigerian Civil War was a civil war fought between the government of Nigeria and the Republic of Biafra, a secessionist state which had declared its independence from Nigeria in 1967. Nigeria was led by General Yakubu Gawon, 
while Biafra was led by Lieutenant Colonel Odumegu Ojuku. Before you, proud to be a servant of such a heroic people, today I stand before you to proclaim that our heroic youth in the various fronts have turned the tide of this war. They have smashed all enemy offensive directed at our destruction. In the air, they have destroyed systematically the sinews of Biafra represented the nationalist aspirations of the Ibu ethnic group whose leadership felt they could no longer coexist with the federal government dominated by the interests of the Muslim Hausa Fulanis of northern Nigeria. The conflict resulted from political, economic, ethnic, cultural and religious tensions which preceded Britain's formal decolonization of Nigeria from 1960 to 1963. This war lasted for almost three years starting from 6th July 1967 and finally ended on 15th January 1970. The so-called rising sun of Biafra is set forever. It will be a great disservice for anyone to continue to use the word Biafra to refer to any part of the East Central State of Nigeria. The tragic chapter of violence is just ended. We are at the dawn of national reconciliation. Once again, we have an opportunity to build a new nation. As the war raged on for 27 months, it was obvious that the date for the next Festival of Black Arts would have to change, except the International Festival Committee decided to relieve Nigeria of the hosting rights. Nigeria did not lose the hosting rights. As the dreadful civil war ended, the necessary preparations for a second festival began in Lagos, Nigeria on 3rd October 1972, when the International Festival Committee met for the first time and decided that the festival would be held in November 1974. The name of the festival was changed from World Black Festival of Arts and Culture the second World Black and African Festival of Arts and Culture. It was believed that this new name allowed the festival to better capture the realities of African unity. As plans for Festac 77 got underway, the organizers divided countries of the world into 16 geographical zones. Each zone had a committee made up of representatives of peoples of African descent. The chairman of each zone then became a member of the International Festival Committee. The committee acted as the administrative arm of the festival. In order to create the much needed publicity for Festac 77, as countries prepared towards this grand festival, the International Festival Committee advised the different zones to encourage preliminary festivals in their respective regions. Some of the many festivals included Carifesta, hosted by Guyana, the Commonwealth Festival in London, Ghana's National Exhibition of Arts and Crafts, and Nigeria's own NAFEST. Nigeria had never hosted a festival of that magnitude and style. Therefore, it was necessary to set up certain structures in order to execute the dazzle of a festival. 
The hosting of the festival led to the establishment of the National Council of Arts and Culture, Festac Village, and the National Theatre. Nigeria was determined to improve on the Dakar Festival of 1966. The country had discovered oil, and the boom brought immense wealth. With her newfound oil money, Nigeria decided to create an extravagant show that would dazzle and entertain all who came. The cost itself was a subplot. Oil-rich Nigeria had staked a claim as the giant of Africa, and such largesse in the cause of African unity ticked several boxes. Festac's international coordinator, Professor Chiki Onwauchi, said at the time, billions are being spent keeping black people apart. It is impossible to spend too much money to bring black people together. The Festac village was constructed as accommodation for about 17,000 participants with the long-term objective of using the facility to relieve some of the housing pressure in Lagos. A total of 5,088 living units were built before the date of the festival and an additional 5,687 were scheduled for completion by the end of 1977. All through the one-month festival, Festac Village served as the venue for performance rehearsals and interaction by participants as various troops rehearsed their routines in the day and at night. The National Theatre, located in Igomu, Suruleri, was built to serve also as a lasting centre of African art and culture. Its construction was completed under the military regime of Ulushegun Obasanjo. Its exterior is shaped like a military hat, and it has a 5,000-seater main hall with a collapsible stage, and two capacity cinema halls, all of which are equipped with facilities for simultaneous translation of eight languages, among others. The theater hosted dance, music, art exhibitions, cinema, drama, and the Festac Colloquium. Most of the festival events were held in four main venues, the National Theater, the National Stadium, City Hall and Tafawa Balewa Square. Although a few festival events like the Regatta and the Durba took place outside these venues. On 15th January 1977, the opening ceremony of Festac 77 was held inside the National Stadium, Suruleri, Lagos. A high point of this ceremony was the parade. 48 countries had their participants march past visiting dignitaries, diplomats, and the then Nigerian head of state, General Olushegun Obasanjo. Some participants in the parade wore colorful ceremonial robes, some men were on 14-foot stilts, and the Nigerian dancers carried flaming urns on their heads. As part of the ceremony, 1,000 pigeons were released to symbolize the freedom and unity of black peoples. The event brought in performers from all over the globe. 
Among the musicians were Americans Sun Ra, Donald Byrd, and Archie Shedd. Gilberto Gil from Brazil, from the Caribbean, the Trinidad All-Star Steel Band, and the Calypsonian The Mighty Sparrow, whose performance left behind a Nigerian craze known as Discolypso. Miriam Makeba from South Africa, and Osibisa, the African-Caribbean funk band from London, part of the UK delegation that in the opening ceremony paraded around the National Stadium to track behind a banner announcing themselves as Black people of Great Britain. Festac 77 was a show of worldwide black unity and self-determination. It was also the platform for Stevie Wonder to consolidate his affinity with the continent. Coming off the back of a five-year run of five groundbreaking albums, Stevie Wonder was the biggest star on the planet. He'd been exploring his African roots for a few years. He'd even made plans to move to Ghana in 1975 which the Festac crowds appreciated. Miriam Makeba, his appointed guide, spoke of how he was looking like an African, his hair all braided with beads. In fact, his talking book album had struck a particular chord with the Festac crowd, that when he closed the event at the final show, coming on after Makeba, the audience made him perform Superstition six times. Festac 77 was also the catalyst for Nigerian superstar Fela Kuti's anti-government protest. Understood to have been a part of the organizing committee, Fela condemned the event as a propaganda exercise and pulled out. Instead, he staged his own festival at the shrine. The government discouraged Festac performers and visitors from going to the club, but many ignored them, including headliner Stevie Wonder, who gave his first Nigerian performance there. After Festac had closed and foreign visitors departed, the army stormed the shrine, beating people, assaulting women, and trashing property. The colloquium was at the heart of the festival and was held daily during the first two weeks of activities. The declared purpose of the colloquium was to seek answers to the questions of how to revive and foster black and African artists and how to facilitate international acceptance and access to outlets. About 700 writers, artists and scholars participated in the lectures, 
raising conversations that centered around the lack of intellectual freedom for Africans and those of African descent, and the ambivalence experienced by third world countries that sometimes turn to their colonizers for expertise while attempting to establish an image of confidence and independence to themselves as well as the rest of the world. Among the speakers at the colloquium included Clarivaldo Prado Valadares, Lazarus Ekweme, Babs Fafungwa, Eileen Southern, and Professor Walisho Inka. The festival committee purchased a total of 2,003 45-seater luxury buses and 91 26-seater buses for logistics reasons. One reason was the Durba festival that was staged in Kaduna, a city in northern Nigeria. The event took place from 5th February to 8th February 1977. Originally, Durbas in Nigeria were receptions held in honor of princes. Beginning in 1911, four Durbas had held in Nigeria prior to 1977. However, the Festac Durba was different. It was a pageant that had emirs riding with their entourage of cavalry, camels and entertainers as a sign of unity. The Durba was a display of horsemen and entertainers such as musicians playing horns, kakaki trumpets, the tambari and drums. Among the entourage were Fulani, Buri and Bidda masqueraders. The Festac Durba appropriated from ancient Hausa, Songhai and Kanembu customs such as Hawandawaki, also known as the mounting of horses and a Borno military ceremony called Tewa, which is a rally held by cavalry men before a major campaign. The boat regatta was another event staged far from the common festival venues, but unlike the Durba, the regatta was staged in Lagos. The regatta was a three-day event held at Queen's Drive Foreshore in Ikoi, Lagos. The boat regatta mainly had performers from Nigeria with participants from Nigerian states like Edo, Cross River, Imo, Kwara, Ogun, Undo, and Lagos. Each boat had an ensemble of musicians, acrobats or masquerades, and dancers. There were more than 200 boats involved in the boat regatta. About 50 plays, 150 music and dance shows, 80 films, 40 art exhibitions, and 200 poetry and dance sessions were showcased at the festival. Film, drama, music, and dance were mostly staged during the late afternoons and evenings at the National Theatre. However, some drama and music shows were also staged at Tafawa Balewa Square, with modern drama and music shows usually staged in the afternoons and traditional drama and music shows staged in the evenings. On the eve of the grand opening ceremony, the late Sori Kanjakuyate 
a master of Mon Griot, treated the heads of state and government to a stellar vocal and chora performance. The setting of this performance was reminiscent of the imperial and royal courts of medieval Africa. Other musicians who performed were Osibisa Les Amazon, Bembeya Jazz and Le Ballet African from Guinea, Franco Luambo from Congo, Miriam Makeba, Louis Moholo, Dudu Pukwana from South Africa, the Invader Steel Band from Guyana and the Mighty Sparrow from Grenada, Gilberto Gil from Brazil and US artists including Donald Bird, Randy Weston and Sun Ra. But it was not all performances and concerts for these deeply talented singers and songwriters. A music meeting was held on 29 January 1977 under the leadership of composer Akin Yuba. Also participating at the meeting were Mweza Isaiah Mapoma, Kwabina Nketia, and Musumola Omibi. Others present included instrumentalists, singers, public school teachers, and graduate students of music. For more than two hours, the participants discussed matters of mutual concern and explored ways of improving musical activities among Africans, both on the continent and in the diaspora. There were several art exhibitions at the festivals. Some exhibitions took place at the National Theatre, at the Nigerian National Museum, and around Tafawa Balewa Square. At the square, each country represented at the festival was given a booth to exhibit their paintings, musical instruments, woven cloths, books, and art objects. A contemporary Nigerian exhibit featuring works from Bruce Onogbarakbeya, Ben Enwongu, Yusuf Grillo, Uche Okeke, and Kolade Oshinowo was also part of the event. Sixteen thousand participants in total performed at Festac 77. These artists and performers were representing 56 African nations and countries of the African diaspora. At the time it was held, Festac 77 was the largest Pan-African gathering to ever take place. Indeed, to even call it a festival in the contemporary sense, would be doing it a disservice. This was Olympic game scale. Four weeks of events across 10 venues, including the specially built 5,000 capacity National Theatre, 15,000 participants housed in 5,000 high-end apartments and two luxury hotels, again, all built for the event. A network of highways created to avoid Lagos legendary traffic congestion it was 12 years in the planning, during which time it survived a civil war, a 
presidential assassination and two coups, one successful, one not. And the bill came in at $400 million or $1.75 billion in today's money. We remember Festac 77. We must continue to recover our radical histories, stories and voices so we can chart better futures for ourselves. Remember, forgetting is violence and silence is violence. Thanks for listening to Story Story. Remember to leave a review and rate the podcast. It will help us reach more people who want to learn more about history. A quick note about the music you've been hearing. This episode features some of the music performed at Festac 77 and have been used strictly for educational and non-profit purposes. You can find the music credits in the episode description. Don't forget to tag and follow us on Instagram at Story Story for more exciting updates. Story Story is a Lanoiri Adirani production supported by the Lord Roots Memorial Fund. Script design, sound design, music, and audio production by Lupify Media. Executive producer is Lanoiri Adirani. Producers are Emmanuel Akeju, John Alimi, and Victor Durojai. Sound design, music, and production by John Alimi. Script design by Victor Durojai. Narrated by Victor Daudi. Social media management by Elizabeth Akeju. Cover art by Samuel Adiemi. PR by Dari Malubu. Project managed by Lupify Media. Special thanks to Ashiri Magazine for their research support. We found the Festac 77 historical accounts and archival recordings of ITN News and Router News very helpful, and some of them were used in this podcast episode. Many thanks to them. <laughs>